0: Jinx. <laughs>
1: Jinx.
0: Finally, Coke. A Coke Zero.
1: Yeah, Coke Zero. Naturally. Yeah. So do we have a, I think we should get right to it. I heard word on the street is there are a lot of questions to get through today.
0: There are a lot of questions. I, um, none of them were sent to us specifically. They're all kind of called from Reddit and online places that I thought were really good questions. So fair enough. Yeah. And there are so many, I'm not sure what to begin with. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna shuffle the papers that I printed them out on and we will choose maybe
1: while you're doing that, I will say, um, that people should send us their questions too, um, on Instagram at routerlesspod. DM them or uh, email them to us at redlesspod at gmail.
0: Yeah. Anyway, and, um, anyway, yeah. you want to get them to us.
1: Hot air balloon.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. I, that sounded like I was putting a lot of effort in because I was trying to push my dog off the questions, the pages. So right. <laughs> she she just really wants to be in my lap right now, and
1: she knows what's up.
0: Yeah that's that's the place to be okay ready ready it's from someone on reddit saying i don't know what to do i'm a 21 year old college junior majoring in music therapy with an emphasis in psychological processes and i got sent home to live with my mom to do online school as my campus closed due the due to the pandemic My goal has always been to become a clinical psychologist for the Army and eventually transfer those skills into the civilian world for the purposes of mental and emotional trauma research. I planned on doing this by joining after graduation and going to the officer candidate school. Unfortunately, as things would have it, I've essentially been kicked out by my mom and I'm uncertain if I have the resources to continue Being an effective student, although with some grit and ingenuity, I could probably jerry-rig a solution to finish my last few semesters, but I would incur a ton of debt in the process. My question is the following. Should I bite the bullet and rack up the debt to finish the degree and go in an officer, or should I enlist for financial security now and attempt to finish school at a later date? Any and all advice would be greatly appreciated.
1: Hmm, I guess we're the any and all part, for sure.
0: Yeah, we're any and all.
1: We're any and all advice. What do you think?
0: Well, it sounds like this is mainly a financial decision for them, so I would just start by calculating all your current costs and school costs, like what it would take to actually get through school now and any resources you might need if you go into officer candidate school and then compare that to um i don't don't know where you can find like military salaries but i'm sure somewhere you can and compare that to um the salaries that you would get as an officer versus going in the regular way i don't even know what to call as a yeah, I I don't have words for the military, so I'm sorry about that. Right, your military
1: background is, your lack yep. of military background is yeah. becoming a problem here.
0: Right, yeah, actually my whole family has basically been in the military. Like my dad, both my grandparents on his side, half-brother, but uh, we didn't really talk, so I don't... <laughs> still still ignorant i was raised in like a military household but we didn't talk about the military um yeah so to me this is a really easy solution if it's all down to the money then that's something really concrete that you can chart out and um my guess is that Going in an officer would be more um, financially beneficial, okay. uh, but I don't know how much their school costs and I don't know how much their living expenses will cost and so it it's just a matter of calculations and then whether that really like after they finish the calculations and look at them and see which one is better then like, what is their feeling about that?
1: Right. So it comes down to kind of strictly a financial research project and decision. Yes.
0: Yes. But it's also like a total pain in the ass to go back to school later, I have to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, Working your way up the ranks in the military, I feel like takes quite a while. So I don't know what counts, what like level counts as an officer, but um, it might feel better to go in as an officer and not have to do all that uh, working your way up stuff. What do you think?
1: I didn't know that you could just jump over being an officer at all. Like I didn't know that was an option
0: oh um, jump over being like under enough off- like less than an officer over under by,
1: yeah. by going
0: to school for officers
1: yeah i didn't know that i thought you came in you know everybody came in at the same level and kind of worked their way up no um so i'm too ignorant to answer this question the only thing <laughs> okay. that i do know is um don't don't buy a dodge charger or a Dodge Challenger when you okay. enlist.
0: Um, are, you, are you by chance building like a Rube Goldberg machine on while we're talking? I don't believe so, no. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I really love those things. So if you are making one, send me a video.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not aware of, of, of that, but if I, if I come to realize that I am building a Rube Goldberg <laughs> okay. machine, I'll send you a, a video for sure. Thank you. Yeah, um, there's going to be a Dodge dealership like right outside the gate of whatever base you're stationed at. And um, and just because every 18, 19-year-old kid gets uh, one of their cars doesn't mean that you need to. Um, that's my only advice for people entering the service. Okay.
0: Great. Uh, that's... Don't get a Dodge Charger. Mm-mm. Awesome. Do not. Okay. Next question. It's quite a long one, but it's because it's full of examples. Uh, so let me know once you get the point, and I'll just skip to the end.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, me, twenty-five, male, and my girlfriend, twenty-two-year-old female, have been together for about three years have had some rough patches but are trying to move forward she's always been an extremely jealous and possessive person i don't have female friends the ones i did have she got way too jealous over and instagram has been a constant battle between us i completely understand not wanting your boyfriend to be following a bunch of instagram i don't know this word thoughts oh yeah okay okay who posts nothing but booty pics and half naked photos but i've never followed people like that and don't want to but she's taking it to a whole new level she has had me unfriend old friends of mine from high school and has even gone as far as to make me block them even after unfriending them she has absolutely no reason to feel threatened over these people i'm way too passive i let things slide to avoid trouble i really need to yeah I really need to fix it but I'm growing really tired of being treated like a child who needs to be monitored and now it's come to the final phase of asking me to full-on delete my account for the record I've been on a social media break for about two months now besides reddit I haven't used Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat at all it's been really nice but she's still pressing me about deleting my account, says it's what she needs in order to feel secure, and that if I can't understand, then I don't care about her and her feelings. For the record, Instagram is just one aspect of her jealousy and possessiveness. I made a comment the other day about how my mask was way too small and looked like a stupid little pair of panties. And she went off about, how do you know what panties look like? I don't wear panties. I wear thongs. Whose panties have you been seeing? Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Okay, I'll just skip to the end. Um, She's already said she would like to have my phone password at some point. I've never cheated on her, never even came close. So no, she doesn't really have any justification for being this possessive over me. Please help oh man sorry i started laughing i was just like dude three years of this three years right get the fuck out of there
1: yeah exactly that's i mean that's your answer you gotta get out that's insane that's insane that whole situation is insane
0: it's abusive behavior no logic is going to change her okay yeah
1: so you would level that up to abuse
0: it is abuse cutting you off from your friends is abuse cutting you off from your community is abuse that's abusive behavior 100 percent. so yeah I mean it doesn't mean she will one day murder you but she might you never know (laughs) this is one of those big big red flag areas so yeah get the fuck out of there
1: yeah um I mean I think they sort of answered their own question when they said um you know that basically they need to stop being such a pushover I mean that's Yeah. Um I don't see this is where this can get kind of frustrating sometimes is that I don't understand I don't understand how how you would stay in this for 3 years. Um and write a letter, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, and yeah. that's not, yeah. It, I just that's something that I don't get,
0: yeah. I mean, I imagine this person has probably grown up in a family where they had to be like a peacemaker a lot mm-hmm. or just kind of uh, lay low to escape by, and so that's why this behavior felt acceptable to them you know acceptable enough to comply with
1: right and another thing you can tell me if i'm wrong but i don't remember hearing any sort of excusing of the behavior or like no it said it would only happen this one time or all the usual bullshit you hear it seems like this is pretty consistent and relentless
0: oh yeah it's like her way or the highway and and i mean anytime someone uses the phrase or wording if you don't do xyz then you don't love me Mm. like fuck off that's uh that's something i would just walk away from okay
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean you're on a roll i'm (laughs) i'm I'm 100 percent on board with that i don't have anything to add to that
0: okay i've convinced you so and look we have a lot
1: to get through today so let's just we do
0: and the next one is related in a way because i've noticed i've become too clingy in my relationship a little backstory i've been with this girl for almost six months which isn't too long i know but i've noticed every time she goes out Whether it's with family and friends, I get this anxiety type feeling, and I start overthinking about all the things she could be doing without me. I get so worked up in my own thoughts, it'll affect me at work to the point where I have to go home. Some of the thoughts are, is she going to cheat? Is she going to break up with me? Although I feel like I have full faith and trust in her she won't do these things, I still think about it. I also always want to be around her sleeping over at each other's house doing errands just anything and everything. So i've thought all this to be that i'm way too attached and clingy which will affect my relationship sooner or later i've tried Google and, for the most part that's helped, but I want to know of anyone else who's been through the same and got through it and what helps with that thanks. So I thought that was an interesting um, counterpoint to the previous question. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really good this person is noticing what's going on with them and also recognizing that these thoughts are illogical. Um, Right. That's, yeah, that's
1: actually, that is, um, that's a really good point, is that they're self-aware, which is Mm -hmm awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm thinking something that might, well, I guess I'm thinking three things that might help. Cause it sounds like to me, this is a behavior that will carry into any relationship, especially Mm -hmm. if this partner is giving them like no actual like evidence or proof or like any red flags that something's going to go wrong it sounds like this writer is maybe has anxious attachment right yeah so to me they should google like anxious attachment (laughs) and um there's a good same
1: thing as attachment disorder
0: well um maybe i'm not sure that people like anxious attachment is technically a dis disordered attachment so it would be Mm -hmm. like an attachment disorder it's not the only one um but i would recommend that they read a book like um there's one called attached okay that goes through the different attachment styles and how to handle each one in yourself so that you can build like a stable relationship where you're not crazy and having to go home because you can't stop thinking these thoughts and then another thing that came up for me is the like repetitive thoughts i'm wondering it sounds like they're pretty intrusive Mm -hmm. like this person's trying to do their job and they're just like cycling over and over these thoughts so they might want to look up stuff about um just intrusive thoughts and how to handle those it happens a lot in ocd and so there are definitely ways to handle it um maybe even think about I don't know. I've, I've had friends with OCD who have gone on medication and it's helped them so much, but there are also, um, like cognitive behavioral thought work that you can do on these thoughts to kind of reduce how powerful they are to you. Mm -hmm. And one of those, I mean, one of those is just like answering the thoughts with like, this is just a thought. This is not fact or reality or proof of anything
1: right yeah yeah we've talked about that a little bit before um sort of like
0: what's it called um oh thought work or yeah
1: i'm thinking of a specific um not like follow this oh play it through oh yeah play it through. yeah play it through um so you're yeah, I mean, your partner.
0: You... Yeah, c- c- Oh, I was just going to ask for you to explain that more like how, how that might go.
1: Okay, like, um, so yeah, um, your partner or this person that you're concerned about is going to cheat on you or have sex with somebody else and mm. then then what happens and then what happens and then or um oh
0: okay yeah like worst case scenario how would you handle that and like would you live through it and like what steps would you take
1: right but now that now that we're talking about it that seems like that might also be the problem is they can't stop ruminating on all these possibilities Mm um so i don't know i found it effective in some some facets of my life just to be like look you're not gonna end up in jail or the hospital or die Mm -hmm. because of this thing like the sort of catastrophic thinking but maybe this person is getting caught up before they you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i think their problem is more tangled and they're not able to to reach that those sorts of conclusions It, it does seem like some kind of ocd
0: yeah And I do, I do agree that like playing the tape, well, I guess this isn't the same as playing the tape to the end, but um, in dialectical behavior therapy, it's called plan, (laughs) it's called plan ahead, I think. So yeah, so you, uh, I'll use an example from my own life. Um, I was going to a writer's workshop and I had not, written creatively or um like from myself you know from my own experience representing myself instead of writing for like a company or a product i hadn't done that in like 15 years and i signed up for this writing workshop and i was just fucking terrified and my like to the point where i was feeling just frozen and on I really wanted to cancel the trip, but I was going with a friend. And so I didn't wanna, you know, like, just flake out on them, but I couldn't manage my anxiety around this. And so my therapist and I went through and she was like, well, okay, like what kinds of thoughts are coming up? And I was like, well, um, that they're gonna say my writing's terrible and I shouldn't be writing and whatever. And she that's as far as I my thoughts got on my own, just like sitting in my apartment, being like, Oh, this terrible news is gonna come my way. My yeah. therapist my therapist asked me, like, how are you gonna handle that? Like, what what happens if they say that? What then? And I was like, Oh, I would actually feel relieved because then i wouldn't feel this fucking obligation to like be a writer and be a good writer and put writing out there it would be like i'm off the hook now Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so this person potentially like i think they need to um have kind of a reality check with how important their girlfriend or their girlfriend's fidelity or whatever is to them because it seems to be taking up a really outsized place in their life um you've been with her six months you probably know that not all relationships last forever <laughs> in fact none of them do we all die um and cool yeah that's just yeah. gonna happen we like but, to keep it
1: light here on our yeah
0: rest. totally <laughs> but like they need to do some like thinking and reassuring of themselves about how exactly they are going to live and move on and be okay and be like a whole person mm-hmm. even if these terrible things happen like they'll be okay
1: yeah that's really that's my feeling about the whole thing too is kind of like you're all of this attaching on to somebody else tells me that like you feel like something's missing in you or you're not enough as you mm-hmm. or, and that I don't think is generally going to be attractive to other people. Yeah. That sort of clingy neediness. Yep. Um, at least not hopefully healthy people.
0: Yeah. And I think they also like following up on, on that point, like they could be doing more um in their own personal life just with themselves to make themselves feel like a more full whole person on their own. You know, they they want to do everything and anything with this person. Um that's not necessarily the makings of a healthy relationship. <laughs> so um right and it's also
1: not terrible i mean it could be that you're just to use a terrible phrase kind of crazy about that person and that's fine and it's it's still like a new relationship that's not uncommon to feel that way
0: right yeah but making sure that you still have like your own hobbies and Mm -hmm. your you know a friend circle and stuff like that could help a lot um and oh and the other thing i wanted to mention is that uh, you said this per it sounds like this person is ruminating and i mm-hmm. agree they're just fixated on the problem over and over and over um, the opposite of rumination is action is that so yeah they mm-hmm. have an inverse relationship so if you're taking action you can't be ruminating or it, it reduces your rumination if you're taking action. Okay. And, uh, rumination is pretty negative. So anything they can do when they're at work and ruminating over this, um, is maybe find some pockets of time where you can work on yourself when you start to ruminate and be like, what can I do for me? Mm -hmm. And maybe even make it a ritual, like get yourself a cup of tea that represents like calming Mm -hmm. down and recentering and stuff like that. Just do some action.
1: Some action, get up, walk around.
0: Yeah. Take some Um. photos of plants. That's great.
1: Go talk to somebody. Yes. The, thing that, the thing that will most quickly get you out of your own head in my experience is just to go ask somebody else how they're doing.
0: Yes. If you can get to a place where you are helping someone else with especially if if someone else is having a problem that's actually like concrete and real and substantiated and you can help them with that like that will add so much to your life and and also yeah. self-worth
1: yeah right yeah you build a build esteem a by doing esteemable things so yeah that is a good idea for that person i think
0: yes cool. cool okay solved it yeah solved it um do you want another question or shall we wrap up
1: i can do another one
0: okay this is kind of fun maybe um okay y'all i'm trying to get into the dating game and quite honestly don't know what is normal start (laughs) i know
1: shout out for this for the okay y'all that's like that got my attention right away oh
0: yeah totally uh so quite honestly don't know what is normal dating behavior so give a girl some advice what do you consider red flags when you when you're starting off and what would you say are your green flags
1: So red flag is like, delete your Instagram, (laughs) block everyone you know, (laughs) Um, you never went to high school, you don't know who those people are.
0: Right. No, no, no females allowed in your life. Right.
1: No one, whoever it is that you're attracted to, you can't talk to that sort of person ever.
0: you can't know anything about any women other than me even if it's general cultural Mm -hmm. knowledge you need to erase it
1: no look undergarment knowledge of any kind is prohibited strictly yes um yeah all of those are i would say red flags
0: (laughs) i would say so yeah Hmm. um i would say for this i would go to a website or, like, look online and say, like, what are um, warning signs of an abusive relationship? And just fucking memorize mm. those. <laughs> and those uh-huh. are those are some red flags. And then I would also say, um, you know, a book I love is The Gift of Fear. Did we talk about this one already? I don't think we have.
1: The Gift of Fear.
0: Yeah. So okay. The Gift of Fear talks about how to listen to our intuition and our fear and what all that intuition is actually made up of. But it also talks about how to, it, it talks about like specific techniques that abusers or um, dangerous people, manipulative people, conmen men use to get you to comply with them without your realizing it okay and that was yep. super valuable so i i have noticed some of those red flags on dates before like oh this person has said this and that leads oh you me... have some really good
1: stories about that
0: i have so many red flag stories i
1: mm-hmm. wasn't get proposed to on a first date
0: third date
1: okay still that's two that's not enough dates
0: yeah not enough dates um there was a, there was a guy who... This was like the scariest date I was on possibly, I don't know, but um there was a guy who was like telling me that he can't that he doesn't sleep well and I was like, "Okay, what's going on? Like, are you um do you know why you can't sleep well?" And he was like, "Yes, guilt."
1: Oh. <laughs> <I was> <laughs>
0: That got really dark. <laughs> I was like, how long has this been going on? And he was like, years. Um. I was like,
1: hmm,
0: okay. And I was like, uh, he, he was, I think, Hungarian, like, from Hungary and over here. And he was like, "I I haven't seen my mother in years, like, since I left Hungary. And I love her and I feel so guilty about not being able to see her and i was like well have you thought about going back like just for a visit and he's like yeah but if i leave the country they won't let me back in okay which i think just sounds like one of those immigration like visa type issues but at the time after he was talking about so much guilt um i was just like did he murder someone I thought he murdered his mom
1: yeah I thought that
0: yeah yeah so anyway it was a red flag for me and he also just kept staring at me after I arrived and saying wow I was like what's going on and he was just like shaking his head and saying wow while staring at me uh, yeah that's really attractive I think Um, yeah Okay, green flags. Let's talk about green flags.
1: So a green flag that I've collected, or I guess collected, that I've realized um, from stories that you've told me and other people are just like, and maybe, maybe they're not able to do this, but if they are able to be genuinely interested in you as a person, are you vaping? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah, I can <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's right, I was it's like, busted. "Can I get away with this?" <laughs> no, you
1: can. <laughs> oh
0: shit. Um,
1: yeah, genuine interest in you as a person. Do they ask you questions about them about you, or do they just drone on about themselves all the time? Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a green flag, right? Genuine yeah. interest in other people, other yeah. specifically you. Genuine interest in you, I think, mm-hmm. is a green flag.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I think um respect also mm-hmm. a green flag. And that that's not the same as politeness and that's mm-hmm. not the same as niceness.
1: No. Yeah, I love some I love some brood, respectful people. Totally,
0: you know? totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the whole how they treat the waiter thing yeah
1: that's that's um, that's a yardstick that is very easy to measure people by. Yes, how they treat service workers of any kind.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, and, and that's a good one where it could be red or green or yellow. Is yellow mm-hmm. in the middle of red and green?
1: Yeah, yellow is that one that people don't really pay attention to. It kind oh. of I think most people just think it means do whatever you want
0: okay
1: it's kind of the no man's land between red and green
0: yeah you can rush on through or you can like slam on the brakes
1: yeah it's up to you
0: um trying to think of other i mean i think also for this question i would go through like for this particular i'm just gonna call them a caller or writer Mm -hmm. they should go through like what would matter to them in a relationship you know and what would matter to them in a person and i mean really matter as far as like character and are they
1: hot are well
0: not like are they tall you Mm -hmm. know or do they meet the certain height or do they have the certain job or income or any external things um but just like do they have a sense of humor Mm. you know and are they curious about the world if if you're curious about the world or like are they cool with um say you love playing video games like are they cool with that even if they're not into it or are they like judgmental about it judgmental yeah are they trying to change you right away that's a red flag
1: yeah, I'm very judgmental about grown ass people spending the day playing video games. Um, really? Oh yeah, I think it's like a terrible regression. I think it's infantile. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I'm I'm hardcore judgmental of like grown ass people who sit on the couch and play video games. Like, <laughs> okay. Not a fan.
0: All right. Um, I mean, I think I think video. Oh, I in a way because I've been with someone who judged me for how I spent my free time mm-hmm. and it was just like dude you spend your free time in equally like illogical unproductive ways that you enjoy
1: right yeah totally but with this example
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that would be um that would be a no-go for me
0: yeah. Right exactly yeah Yeah. so like you know your values and like just kind of uh, get a clear idea of what you're looking for when you do go out with someone and don't. um, Someone can be perfectly nice and wonderful and lovely and just not be for you, so that's where looking at your own like values and needs in a relationship comes in I think. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is leaving aside like chemistry and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. This is right. Just... Um did you wanna tell the Trader Joe's story?
0: Oh yeah. Well it it related to something that came up many episodes or maybe not even in an episode, but you and I were talking about how people force their sometimes force their friendliness on you or force their good cheer on you and mm-hmm. you're not in the mood it's just like what the fuck so um scritch. yeah so a couple of years ago i was i checked myself into the psych ward because i was extremely suicidal and so i was really distressed and like just having a complete breakdown and i spent maybe a week there in the psych ward and when I got out the first thing I did was go to Trader Joe's to get presents for all my um co-patients in the hospital because there's so, so sweet. Oh, well there was so little to do there. It was really fucking boring and like one of them I asked each one of them what they would want um out in the world and one of them said like these candy or chocolate or whatever that Trader Joe's has. So I went over there and i mean my heart just goes out to these people because the psych ward in case anyone listening does not know it is not fucking fun it is grim as fuck mm-hmm. in one viewpoint in another viewpoint it's like um i mean it definitely depends on which one you're in but the particular one i was in was known to be good like it wasn't scary. It wasn't like we were being maltreated or anything like that. Um mm-hmm. we were taken care of, but it's just kind of like a holding pen for people to calm the fuck down, to like take options away from them and right. just give them a place to reorient to what it means to be a mammal who's alive. So anyway, yeah. yeah so I just wanted I really felt for the other patients when I was in there because it's not easy to be in there and um yeah so I was at Trader Joe's and I was buying all the shit for my friends in there and I got up to the register and I the checkout guy started teasing me about like how did I know that he was ringing up things for the right price or like telling me the right amount due I hate
1: people okay I
0: know exactly and and cause he could tell I was like checked out and so he was trying to like get me like oh how do you know like I could have charged you like ten dollars for this pack of gum or whatever and I was just like look I just got out of the mental hospital and I just want to get my shit and go I cannot talk to you about this and i don't care Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so he he was shocked and sorry
1: yeah i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure he was sorry
0: (laughs) yeah and i think i might have even said like i got out of the mental hospital for trying to kill myself and i just need to like get this stuff without you're trying to bring me into your world of like fun and levity and like community and laughter
1: you never know what somebody else is going through
0: I'm silent just because like that's so true <laughs> you have no idea and
1: uh yeah And also, they don't care about your food preferences in the psych ward, I will say from experience, so, um, yeah, that's not a, that's, your dietary restrictions Mm -hmm. are so not even on their radar. Um, Among the many things that suck about being committed, that's, that's Uh, one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like the six ounces of coffee a day (laughs) <laughs> right. it's like this is not serving anyone this is not going to help if we're also going through extreme caffeine withdrawal and don't right. have like rituals that bring us comfort
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of places they'll do decaf and it's not even like really marked or said that it's decaf it's just decaf because they don't want you to get all wound up
0: oh my god
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: cool cool Um, I don't
0: know how to get off this topic in a graceful way. wars suck.
1: Take care of yourself. Don't try not to end up in one.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. Self-care. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and send us your questions.